Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, I'm looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth, are you out there? Hey, I'm here. What's up? Oh, it's a Friday. I just got a new laptop, literally two minutes ago. came from uh, UPS, so I'm excited to play with that and set it up. Otherwise, getting set for the weekend, Kentucky Derby uh, and Cinco de Mayo. Tomorrow <laughs> and Sunday, I've got a... Uh, blended Kentucky Derby Cinco de Mayo party to go to tomorrow, which should be fun. Got to get my Kentucky Derby hat out and pick my horse. It, yeah, um, Kentucky Derby is not on my radar screen at all. Well, it's the only horse race of the year that I pay much attention to, um, mostly because there's usually a party associated with it, that's all. And it's fun to pick your horse out. I guess. It is, it is. So how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Like I said, no, uh, no, no parties coming up this weekend, and I didn't get a new laptop, so I'm, I'm not doing nearly as well as you. I, yeah, if I if I got a new laptop, that would be like the rest of my day solid. I'm guessing it's not quite the same for you. Mm, probably not the same, but I will play. I will have to spend some time playing with it and setting it up. I've got it charging right now, and um i'm all geeked out you know for me this is pretty geeky to be excited about my new laptop <laughs> it is actually i, I was kind of surprised i was like huh it sounds like she's gonna spend more time on a friday than i would have even guessed <laughs> it's something to do it's raining outside so it's yeah. something in, in indoor activity that i can that i can do so it's exciting i I'm, i have no idea what the new bells and whistles will bring but it'll be something i can play around with oh this yeah after. it's gonna be life-changing yeah for sure so, what do we? We have no guests today. We've had a guest for the last what three or four. Volleys? We've had a lot of guests, and we yeah. yeah, we've been talking about workforce a lot. But uh, today, it's just you and me, and we've been batting around this idea really for a few weeks now. Um, and hopefully, it's come together well enough for us to talk about. But um, just talking about the the IT industry or the high tech industry, I guess in general, um, we we've touched a few times on the way that the perception of the industry is changing um, and that there are things happening as, as technology gets more into the consumer space that companies need to be more aware of. But I, I think we want to sort of dive in deeper, but also really take a, a high level view of what's going on with the industry, the stage that it's at and you know why some of these things are happening and how it looks like other industries and how it's maybe different from other industries. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I think it's time to tackle that. We've been uh, the industry is is aging, um, and and as a result, you know, if you're sitting in any business school class, you know, you're going to learn about the life cycle of a business, an individual business, but also the life cycle of particular industries. And I think it's a good time to talk about where we are with the the technology industry um, because we're not babies anymore. It's this is not. I mean, it, it is an industry that's been rock solid for decades now. So. Um, you know, where are we at? And I think with age comes responsibility. And I think that's something we've touched on in many volleys is, is you know, how much responsibility and accountability does the technology market have now to consumers and, and to people's privacy and security and all of those things that matter. So I think it's a good, it's a good time to, to take that kind of um, the 30,000 foot view of, of where we think the industry is. Yeah, I, I we're definitely not babies anymore. I I'm, now that you said that, I'm wondering. Well, what what are we exactly? I'm not sure. Petulant adolescence. I don't. Yeah, know. That, that 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 sounds kind of right. 
I, I feel like maybe we're trying to get out of that stage, right? Uh, trying to be, you know, less petulant and, and maybe a little bit more, you know, grown up and, and acting more responsibly. That, that feels about right, but, but certainly yeah. not all the way to adulthood yet. No, I would, I would agree with that assessment for sure. So yeah, what what are the the things that kind of drove this, or what's what's making the industry be at this stage where it's kind of ready to take the next step, ready to to move maybe onto the the next point of the growth curve? There, I think one of them uh, is the way that technology is becoming integrated into society. You know, we've talked about Internet of Things, we talk about smart cities, talk about all this stuff. Technology used to be for a long time the domain of the enterprise um and obviously there were personal computers and people had them but um it was still kind of a a a niche thing you you sort of went and did computing it wasn't part of day-to-day life and and now it is it's it's in everything now it's in cars and it's in buildings and it's in your thermostat and uh we carry it around with us all the time and it and you can even wear it all the time so it's kind of everywhere and once it's gotten to be everywhere that's where you have to start looking at it through a different lens um and i I think about some of the companies that um might try to position themselves as a technology company when really the 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 main part of their business is in another industry whether that might be transportation or retail or something like that and they don't want to be regulated like a transportation company or like a medical company or whatever it is. But I think as the lines get more and more blurred, that's a more accurate way of viewing them. And the way that you have to look at them is, is no, you know, you're not just a technology company. You're affecting a transportation industry or a transportation way of life that's been going on for a long time. And it has certain rules in place and those rules are in place for a good reason. And maybe they need to be revisited. Um, but you can't just bypass them. No, agreed. I mean, I think Uber and Lyft are realizing that right now that, you know, get, getting by by calling themselves in an application, a technology companies, uh, is, is not going to fly because they are having a direct, obvious, an enormous economic impact, uh, on the transportation market and industry. And, uh, it's almost laughable for them to continue to just call themselves a technology company um so yeah i know i agree that we have now we're saturated right we've got you know technology is 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 involved in everything and how do you delineate between um something that's specifically tech oriented and something that is a a bigger industry or a bigger consumer product or a bigger something that just happens to run on technology or you know be fueled by technology and um, you know, do do we do we stop separating these things out? And maybe technology is now just an enabler for everything else, and we stop separating out the 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 tech industry from the rest of the world. I don't know. That's a big question. Yeah, I I, I think there are elements of that. I know I've given presentations where I talk about IT going away. I talk about you know there there are parts of that that make a lot of sense because you have to consider it as part of the business uh, rather than its own separate thing. Um, but there are some other parts that are, that are a little bit different. Um, and it's, I think that's what makes the technology space you know, so difficult. And again, we're going to talk a little bit later about some of those really unique characteristics. But um, there are parts of it that I think we, we, we have to embrace and not just say, well, we're just completely different and we want to be you know, set aside and handled differently. 
um, and, and even to the extent that we might want that, the, the fact that it's getting so integrated means that we have to think about it. Like, you know, we, we talk about data a lot and we say data is the new currency of business. But another way that we phrase it sometimes is to say that data is the new oil. It's sort of the new underlying thing that's um, the foundation for a lot of other business. And if that's the case, then data needs to be regulated in some of the same ways that uh, a resource like that gets regulated. Yeah, I think that that's that's the big the, the big question when we talk about life cycle and where the tech industry is. Other industries, as you as you note, are highly regulated. You know, if you're in manufacturing, you're regulated. Transportation, you're regulated. If you're in oil and gas, you're regulated. If you're in pharmaceuticals, you're regulated. Um, the tech industry is really. Uh, bristled at, at that and you know, you know there have been court cases over the years you know about monopolies and you know Microsoft being the most infamous one in the 90s um, over the browser wars but the, the 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 fact remains that the tech industry has largely risen above or escaped I should say would be a better word for it um, heavy-duty regulation and I think we've reached a point to your point um, in the life cycle of this particular industry and the fact that it permeates everything and impacts everybody, that regulation needs to be taken a good hard look at. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's very difficult because I think we've talked about this a little bit before. You know, Previously, especially here in the U.S., regulation was focused on the consumer and they wanted to make sure that there wasn't price gouging and that a monopoly couldn't take advantage of um, of, of their stranglehold on the market in order to set prices or to disadvantage the consumer. And with technology, a lot of things are benefiting the consumer. There are a lot of free services out there. There's a lot of customization and personalization that's happening. And so it's not exactly whether it impacts the consumer, but it's, it's kind of how it impacts the overall ecosystem, um, whether you're giving enough space for other businesses to breathe or whether you're um, you know, doing things that at the scale that you're doing them are really helpful or harmful. And I think that's the, the second thing that, that really is driving the technology industry into a new phase here is, is the scale at which all this is happening. And I think this is somewhat similar to previous industries and maybe somewhat different. So this is kind of a good bridge between um, the, the similarities and the differences. Uh, but everything kind of gets to scale at some point. And, and as things are getting to scale, then there have to be new considerations. And some of those just might be environmental or something like that. Um, with the technology industry, one of the unique considerations is that algorithms are what's helping everything to get to scale. And so if you look at the social media networks, uh, if you look at Amazon and the way that they're doing you know, retail, they don't have people behind everything, you know, making decisions and curating lists and things like that. There's a lot of algorithms. And as these algorithms get more complicated and they're using machine learning and AI techniques, then there's um, some unknown parts of those algorithms because they're looking at data and they're making some connections that we wouldn't have made before. And in, in some ways, that's a guess. Uh, and, and so we kind of have to know how to handle these algorithms. Uh, and I think we're, we're just learning that. Yeah, that's an interesting point, I think. And then and, and it's making me think a little bit that, you know, we're, maybe we're not nearing maturity at this point because of these algorithms, because they are proliferating uh, at such a rapid rate 
and do we as humans have a good grasp on 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 all that they can do and 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 what they um, influence? Um, so that's an interesting question. I don't think I, we're at a tremendous scale, as you said, um, but I I don't know that there's a ceiling on that. What do you think? You know, I I don't know how much of a of a ceiling there is for finding scale, other than just the global population. You know, which some yeah. of some of the sites, some of the companies out there might be almost beginning to bump up against that. Um, but when when you when you mix in sort of their business model with what they're trying to do financially, uh, and be a publicly traded company, and then have certain expectations there, then they have to rely on those algorithms more and more. Mm. But then I, I think what we've seen over the past couple of years is those algorithms can then be gamed, and 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 this is kind of what makes you know the technology part so much different from like. A journalism part where you wouldn't have been using those algorithms. You would have been relying on people and, a, and sort of a certain uh, code of conduct or standard of quality or whatever. And as you move into algorithms, you you begin to lose some of the ability to govern that um, as an internal company. And I, I think that's where we see kind of the spread of misinformation um, or the ability to to highlight a certain point of view over another one. It's not going through the same filter that it would before, and I, I think we kind of have to figure that out. And some of that is regulatory, and some yeah, I was of it is. Yeah, going to say, is government steps in? Is this a you know a regul? Is this something that can be regul? Can we regulate algorithms? Yeah, I think there are a lot of challenges to it, and I, I think there are some places you know where it can. And I, you know, neither one of us is is an expert to talk to that, but I think there are, is some ability there. And there's also just some marketplace stuff, like all of us as consumers kind of learning a little bit how to deal with it better and understanding how we might have to apply filters to the information we're seeing. Um, and then that will you know, feed back into the algorithms and, and everything will begin to find some kind of equilibrium. Um, but we're, we're clearly not there yet on either front. I agree with you that as consumers, um, there needs to be some oversight that we do on our own um, because we're all now uh, technology creatures uh, you would you could make the case obviously that the younger generation are you know they're digital natives and and very tech technically literate for the most part and so we can't just rely on third parties like the government to, to regulate everything and make sure that we're all safe and secure we have to um, we have to watch out for those things ourselves with some oversight one of the more interesting things is despite all of the stress about um, how these algorithms can negatively impact us at times like you know influence an election or whatever it, ha it may be people flailing and they you know are and are, are up in arms about it but not a lot gets done about it. And the other thing that I noticed is that younger generations don't seem to care that much. They're not as stressed. They still put their information out there. They're not all freaked out about security and private, especially privacy. Uh, and, and so, you know, how if if an indiv if individuals start to look the other way or not care or throw their hands up and say, well, there's nothing I can do about this. My information's out there. You know, it, technology is what it is. Then I don't know that you can ever really catch up and and, and actually have semblance of control over, as you said, these algorithms. It'll be interesting to see. I know we've talked about this before, uh, the difference in generations, and we've yeah. had our daughters on before, and we talk about our kids quite a bit, and, and the fact that they they don't seem as concerned about this, and we, we don't know if that's 
a generational thing that they will become more concerned as they get older. Uh, some of the companies are kind of banking on that. You you see some companies yeah. beginning to kind of say that their differentiator is privacy or trust. Um, and, and I feel like there's something to that, that as, as we move forward, as people are evaluating where am I going to put my information and what am I going to do with it? Because, because I don't want to have to worry about it myself, then I, I want a company who um, is saying that they're going to keep things private and earn my trust and they're going to back it up. Mm, yeah, that could, be the, uh, that could be the good housekeeping seal of approval type thing going forward, which is kind of cool. So um, I want to pivot just a little bit to you know, how the tech industry in terms of a business, in, uh, in terms of, a, of an industry and its life cycle might be a little bit different from other industries. You know, you could make the case, you know, if you say, is the tech industry mature or heading toward maturity right now, given the length of time that it's existed, um, the, the size of some of these companies that, uh, that like the Microsofts and the Apples that are out there, you could easily make the case that, yeah, the tech industry is, is definitely a mature industry or it's about to be mature. Um, based on you know business school definitions, um, but unlike a company like Coca-Cola or Procter and Gamble, um, some of those firms that are clearly mature and have reached scale and are kind of like well-oiled machines that just keep churning out what they do, um, the tech industry is constantly evolving. And even the big giants that I just mentioned, like the Microsofts and the Apples, they're still growing. And they're growing quickly. Um, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon, all of these software companies that are, you know, in, in enormous market caps continue to grow, even though they dominate the technology industry and would be, could arguably be the mature giants. And yet they're growing hand over fist. And what the other difference in the tech industry is the um, what's coming up from the bottom is that you have continued entrepreneurial activity and innovation going on and you have emerging technologies that continue to um, come to the fore. So it's this swirling industry that doesn't really reach a point of stasis, which is what you kind of get to when you're a mature industry. It's, it's constantly evolving and constantly growing and I think that that arguably makes the tech industry an outlier on the business model academic discussion of a life cycle for an industry. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I mentioned before that I, I sometimes give presentations and talk about the fact that IT is kind of getting absorbed into the business of, of an enterprise or whatever, and, and it, it's becoming less of a differentiator. This is kind of a theme that goes back uh, several years. But to your point, the thing that keeps it different is the fact that technology isn't so much a, a, a product or, you know, mm -hmm. the, the industry itself isn't really around a product. It, it, there's a lot of platform potential. Uh, the technology industry really is about building a platform for innovation. And yes, there are a lot of products in there and a lot of individual trends, but the, the, the platform is constantly evolving. And I, I think that you, you can't quite make that analogy in, in a lot of other cases. I mean, maybe you would look at like the transportation industry and say, okay, they moved from, you know, horse and buggy to cars, to trains, to airplanes eventually, you know, and that changed things. But I don't know that we talk about that industry that broadly. You know, we, we tend to talk about the automobile industry or the airline industry, right, where they, they've got right. that product. And, and I don't know, um, you know, how much there's really an overriding thing across all transportation. And I think with technology, 
you do have that. You know, technology generally is something that's constantly changing, and there are some of these elements that um, remain the same, and those are the ones that are getting mature and maybe need to be more regulated, but there's always going to be this element of of changing because it's really supporting other activities. Yeah, you mentioned platform, and I wanted to, to, um, to tease that out a little bit because I was reading a McKinsey study that was talking about um, business life cycles and, and, and how you get to maturity. And it talked that most industries have, and businesses, if you can speak to the individual business and then also to the industry, but they have two acts. And, you know, act one is, you know, the, the, the entrepreneurial stage and innovation and growth. And, um, and then you get to kind of a stable stage where you're entering maturity. But then act two is when you expand. So you get into new geographies, um, you use new channels to go to market, you're introducing new products, et cetera. But the ultimate, like the end of act two is when you build a platform and the platform is for others to then work off of so that, so that you, you're continuing the life cycle. And I think that's that seems to me to fit the technology industry better than any other industry that I've seen out there. And so you look at the big five that I mentioned, the Googles and the Microsofts and the Amazons and Apples and Facebook, and they are platforms at this point. And they're platforms that are enabling the rise of newer technology companies, application developers, etc. And so it's this constant um, churning um, but all based on these larger platforms. And I think that that is one of the things that makes the tech industry unique and hard to fit into the, you know, the business life cycle academia that, you know, that we've been talking about. Right, right. Yeah, you, you said that they're, they've become platforms at this point. And I think you could argue that you know, the, the uniqueness there is that they've always been platforms. Like that's kind of how they started and, and how they grew and evolved. Um, so they, they never had to go through some of those other stages. And, and some of them more than others. You know, I think Microsoft um, is, is one that you could argue maybe went through the stages a little bit more than like a Facebook or a Google. Um, but, but yeah, at this point, that's what they are. Uh, and, and that's why we see the huge market capitalization. And that's why, you know, there, there's still room, I think, for those to grow. But again, that growth gets back into some of the, the algorithms and some of the, mm-hmm. um, some of the, the challenges of, of being at such a huge scale. Yeah, agreed. Wow, I think we could have the same conversation like 10 years from now. Mm. Do you, you think know? it would be all the same points? Like nothing will have changed? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. I, I don't know. It could, I, that's, we'll see. I think, well, machines are going to run the world by then. So we'll, we, I don't know. Maybe they can have the conversation with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll make a date for it. May of 2029 <laughs> uh, yes. on Bali. Everyone mark your calendar. <laughs> mark your calendar. Well, I am going to go and play with my new laptop, um, so that's my geeky techie thing for the day. Well, that sounds like a good plan. And, and yeah, this was a good conversation. I, you know, I think that this is what is kind of informing a lot of our decisions and the things that we research. So I'm sure that some of these threads are going to keep popping up um, in our research and our discussions over the year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very interesting topic. And, and it's kind of, it's, it, it's overlays pretty much everything else that we discuss. Well, enjoy your laptop. I'm a little jealous. 
Uh, well, I'll be out in Chicago next week, so uh, and I'll have it with me, and you can oh. look at it when I see you on <laughs> Tuesday. You might have some questions for me about it. I probably will. You can be my IT guy when I go out there, <laughs> so you can help me, because I might not be able to turn it on. Who knows? So we'll see. Alrighty, my friend. Have a good one. Okay, you too.